Doug and Marty vs. the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and EasyTVSpots.com. Round one, go. And feeling real classic rock today. Little Steelers wheel stuck in the middle with you. This is Doug Bassler. (laughs) And Marty McClendon, this is Doug and Marty versus the world. That's interesting, brother. Why is that? Remember that song? Stuck yeah. in the middle with you. Yeah, because it's the middle of hunting season. I haven't got a buck yet. So I'm uh, just saying, brother, I feel like I'm stuck in the middle with you. There we go. Instead of out in the uh, <laughs> woods enjoying the morning hunt, I'm here on the ACN network. And I, you know, I did get out this year. I did get out. And it was amazing. I've never hunted in the summer before, brother. I was going to ask you, was there snow on the ground yet? Was it cold at all? <laughs> it was like 75. Uh, we actually uh, did a lot of hunting on dirt bikes, which is unusual because usually you can't ride dirt bikes this time of year because it's too cold. You know, right. you, if you get up to, right. well, you went hunting with me before. Remember when we I rode did. the bikes? We had to yep. wear like parkas and you know, muck I remember like multiple layers, my ski pants, my jacket. You had those pocket warmer <laughs> hand and the yep. feet warmers. Yeah. I, I, that You had all that stuff. I was, I'd, I'd never been so happy, brother. I wish you could get out there and hunt with us again. I want to, but 70 degrees sounds nice though. I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> it did get a little chilly at night, but that's what you have a campfire for, you know? Right. Uh, but it was, uh, it's an amazing thing. You know, as I was in the woods, I was really starting to be amazed with the Lord, you know, and just starting taking time to just be yeah. well in a, yeah. in a freshness, you know, there was yeah. kind of, and that's the way I think we should be right in our relationship with God. We should keep it fresh. And when you're, when you're doing something like hunting or, or, you know, something outside, mm-hmm. why not take the time to be amazed with God while you're out there? Because it's amazing. You go outside and you look you know, we're so um, boxed into our little, you know, our cubicles and our worlds and our our jobs and our houses, and yep. we forget to go outside. And um, my wife actually uh, reminded me of this a, a couple of years ago. We were we were hiking in the woods, and she said, "Remember to look up, right? Because mm-hmm. you look at your feet, right? Because you don't want to stumble because there's rocks and roots and whatever. You're having a little hike or whatever, right? But she was right. You've got to remember to look up." And see, she calls it a tree bath. You got to have your tree bath, right? You got to have your <laughs> your outdoor experience. And there's chipmunks and there's birds. And, you know, we saw owls and yep. turkeys and all this stuff. I was I was sitting, sitting at this spot, uh, you know, like you do, waiting mm-hmm. for a deer to come by. And I hear this noise over to my side. And I'm, I'm thinking, is that a cat at this big brown blob moving along and so i look and it's a flock of turkeys really and they're okay. just, they're talking and dan- doing their little tom turkey tom dance and everything right. very fascinating you and, didn't have turkey license then did you okay yeah well and if i did i wasn't going to shoot it with a seven millimeter magnum <laughs> that would be like turkey putty right you need a yeah. shotgun or something but no uh one of our guys did get a turkey Okay. And then he texted us after he got home and said, best turkey ever. So, you know, obviously he must have found a great way to cook it. Any rate, but just being amazed with God and yes. realizing the design. 
that he's given and mm-hmm. the you know the outrageously um r- the richness of the planet the the planet that teems with life mm-hmm. at, at the microscopic level and in the in the the animals and the plants and the birds that fly through the air perfectly framed with a blue sky and clouds and it's just <laughs> I love like it. amazing right and he did that for us i love he made us and he said now manage this take care of it yep watch yep. over it you know cultivate it be fruitful and multiply and it seems like the left all they want to do is say no leave it alone you can't touch it you don't you know and then we get what we've got you know look at look outside your fires. window oh my gosh all these I forest know. fires of smoke i mean thank god for the rain right mm-hmm. but any rate that's what happens when you don't manage it that's the right. you know so they uh any rate, brother. I'm, I'm no, I, I love I'm preaching. it. I, I know you're preaching. <laughs> I love it though. But for though all those listening, uh, Doug is right on this one too. When you walk out or you actually experience nature, and it's not about being weird, but the Bible is very clear about not worshiping the work of our hands or the the creation God did. But when you go out and and hunt, you go out and camp, you go out and spend time in nature, you realize how things work together, how beautiful things are, how the the rock cuttings, the mountains, the streams, whatever, and how beautiful it is. And you can do draw closer to God. It's amazing because you're humbled. Uh, you're in awe of how big this world is. And you have to slow down enough to actually pay attention, to look at it, to experience it. And to, as we know, Bible is very clear that all of creation cries out and even the rocks will give praise, right? This is really, really cool. So I'm glad you had that experience, obviously going out and hunting, but all of us need to be reminded in our busy lives to get out, do something, get some fresh air, even here in Washington with all the smoke, right? And to your point on that too, exactly right. Isn't that what we're always promised? Hey, we're environmentalists, right? We don't want you to touch the forest. It should be un, uh, you know, unkempt. You shouldn't be able to access it. Then you have forest fires that destroy more of it, right? It's like this thing. Well, we're doing this to make ourselves feel good, but we don't really care about it because if we did, we would be managing the forest. We'd be cutting the underbrush. We would be allowing access. We'd be cutting fire lines. We'd be uh, having um, big jumbo jets full of water available to prevent fires, not to uh, try to put them out years or m- months later, right? So people are, they say our, our air quality in Washington right now is the worst in the nation, by the way, brother. Yeah, so. it's uh, crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, it says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, Mm-hmm. being understood by the things that are made. In other words, the creation, mm-hmm. even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. So the Bible even tells us that God is being glorified when you walk out and look up mm-hmm. and you start to do this. I mean, have you ever thought about like, even like a grasshopper, right? It's got those long back black legs and just the way, you know, imagine God designing this thing, right? It's right. going to jump, it's going to spit, it's going to do whatever, or a bird or an eagle. And there's different kinds of birds. You got the little Tweety birds, you got the big soaring eagle, you got the chickens that they can't fly, but you know, taste right. delicious. But yeah, well, it's <laughs> funny too, but I won't get too deep in this, you know, because I, I was told when I was a Boy Scout, like well, eighth grade, ninth grade, same thing. Look up. I was always looking at my feet, climbing a hill, but it was a big hill, right? Look up. You're missing things, right? And that's part of that that thing. We have to look up, look around, uh, appreciate what God's done. This beautiful creation around us. 
And don't forget to say thank you. Mm-hmm. Lord, thank you for this. This is amazing. I mean, why should we sit? You know, <laughs> I, you know, we are we are very impressed with the works of men. But yes, have we, we ever stopped to consider the universe? What did David say? When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, what is man that you're mindful of him and the son of man that you care about him? You made him a little lower than the angels, yet you've exalted him. And it's like we're made in the image of God. And God God made us like him to be like him in the sense of all this creativity and all of this stuff. And I, I've been listening this week to uh, Dutch Sheets on Give Him 15. So if you missed Give Him 15 this last week, I would encourage you to go back and watch this week um, on YouTube because he was talking about how God dreams, how God wants to dream with us and how as we dream dreams and have visions and set goals, we move into things. And how he said God even dreams because God says he sees the end from the beginning. So he sees what he wants and then he works toward that, right? That's right. what we need to do. You're you're a trainer for your business. Yep. You teach yeah. that goal setting, right? You right. set a goal, you you know, so this idea of, of like like why don't we live on purpose? You know, why don't we do things on purpose? If we're afraid that that Washington state is being corrupted is being changed and then, then we need to start uh, you know, doing like what do we want? What mm-hmm. would we want our schools to look like? Exactly. And then, then get on purpose and start moving toward it. Yep. I think it's. I think that's the way to go. That's why you talk about how outcomes too. What do you want our kids to be? Well, successful first of all, but how? Competitive in the world market. They should know certain things about being a good citizen, about uh, math and science. You know, what should they not know? The stuff that they're teaching them, right? <laughs> but you, I want to come back to turkey real quick. The wild turkeys you saw. A buddy of mine told me this the, a long time ago. I still stuck with me. Wild turkeys are very smart and tough. They're, they're hard to hunt. And in fact, what our national bird was supposed to be the turkey, and they went to the eagle, right, uh, because of that. But a domesticated turkey, a, a tame turkey, is stupid. You know, and so a captured <laughs> turkey or occupied turkey, think about that. When we're free, right? When tough, we're smart. Right. Innovative, creative, right. resilient. Yep. Captive or intrepid. Trend. We get stupid. So, I mean, there's a lot of truth to that. That's tricky stuff. <laughs> uh, we don't want to be in prison. We don't want to be uh, the, to the woke crowd. There's a lot of things on the line right now, but if the idea about freedom is because we're free because God said it's free, right? We're free uh, to not only do our thing, but to follow him, you know? You know, I believe that you really hit the nail on the head there, Marty, because I think that most of our cages, particularly here in America, are cages of our thinking there yes. we think that we shouldn't do this. And so we don't, because we believe the consequence for doing it is going to outweigh the, the rightness of doing it. Right. Yep. So we right. don't talk, we don't say things, we don't give money. We don't, you know, we we're constantly worried about protecting ourselves. Uh-huh. And you just said that it was for freedom that Christ made us free, which is mm-hmm. obviously from the Bible. Mm-hmm. And why don't we just like, we, we want to think it through, pray it through. And if it's right, why don't we just be free to do that? Why don't we be free to do the right thing? Because that's what Jesus was talking about, right? hundred mm-hmm. percent. Freedom from sin. Sin enslaves you. Slim, you know, look at fentanyl, right? Mm-hmm. The fentanyl addiction, it enslaves that person. 
and they'll do anything to serve the drug fentanyl or heroin or whatever the drug is, right? Right. Whatever the addiction is, right? It might yeah. be sex. It might be whatever the addiction is, and you bow down and you serve that. You become a slave to that. But when you become a slave to God, He sets you free, and He gives you resources, and He gives you, you know, abilities and ideas, and He stretches you, and you get you get filled with joy. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, we could use a little bit of that. Absolutely. Uh, choose some joy here, right? Yeah. Joy, that that joy that no matter how good it's going or how bad it may be going around you, your circumstances don't create your joy. Your joy comes from the Lord and being in relationship with the Lord. And that's when the, when you have it, no matter what. You could be under in the worst time. Once in, there's some things we're dealing with in this nation. You could be stuck in, in own, the middle with Marty. Stuck in the middle with Marty. That's right. <laughs> but you still have joy. <laughs> now, and some That's a good place. I'm well. kidding, of course. <laughs> We we are, we're made for joy Mm -hmm. and we're not only made for joy, but we're made to give joy. And you know where joy comes from, brother. It comes from doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. It comes from living right. I remember when uh, we were at Roanoke conference uh, last January and I asked one of the congressional candidates to go confront the incumbent guy because of his vote to impeach Trump. Mm -hmm. I said, just go, just go. So you're running against this guy. Go confront him on that. That's the one thing. That's the elephant in the room that nobody's talking about. And so he did it, brother. He went up on the mic when they, you know how they have their little thing and then they open the mic and he did it and he came back and he, and I said, well, how do you feel? And he goes, that's the question. He goes, that's the right question. I feel good because I feel like I did something exactly and you know the consequences that the cancel culture and all this other stuff you know who gets canceled the weak people right the people that can be bullied if you can't mm-hmm. be bullied look at this carrie lake down in arizona brother mm-hmm. what a riot she is an absolute riot they attack her they call her every name in the book and she just it rolls off her back and she's ahead in the polls like 10 percent. yep people are like they respect courage and yes. Of course and she, they, yeah, they've lined up to hate her. I love, you know, the CNN person came up to interview mm-hmm. her and she goes, well, I'll let you interview me if you play it on CNN plus. Oh, wait, there is no CNN plus because people hate you. <laughs> because you lie. You tell the best <laughs> truth, right? I just about, I just about split my side, brother, laughing. Well, she's it's openly so behind good. Trump as well. And, and I, I love the fact that she's had the, so much media experience. Right. You know, 20 plus years on in the anchor of the news side that she can't take it anymore. She's running for governor, obviously very polished when it comes to speaking. Uh, but like you said, she, she's showing a strength. So people aren't afraid speaking back, uh, speaking against what though, when they try to slam you or uh, say bad things about you. I, I got to tell you, brother, I've been all across the state the last couple of weeks. And everywhere I go, I'm seeing negative campaign ads. Boy, they're they're attacking our good friend Matt. They're attacking uh, Tiffany. They're attacking all of these Joe Kent. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like holy moly! But it's every and then down in Oregon, it's even worse. They even attack me, brother. They, really? Yeah, they I'm a I'm a I'm a election denier. I'm a following the Trump cult of personality. All this stuff. Yeah. Oh, crazy gosh. brother. You know the when they're you know, we always say when they're calling names or losing. But the point is here is. People are sick of it. Even you know, talking to my employees up here about real estate, and they're like, 
I'm so tired of it already. Every year you get fatigue. And I, I laughed about that too, but I know what you do. Because it's all they have. They don't right. have policies. They're, yeah. the, the, the crime is their fault. The yes. prices are their fault. The homelessness is their fault, right? Yes. The, the, yeah. the fentanyl crisis is their fault. Mm-hmm. And they, so they've got a name call and, uh, you know, look at him. He's bad and everything else instead of like, uh, you know, maybe we should do better policies. And so um, look out, brother. Mm-hmm. A red wave is coming. Mm-hmm. A red wave is coming. The brother. red wave is coming. It's so coming. I know, and you, I know you're a fighter. And the for our listeners out there, we t- said last week as well, but your ballots will be in your mailbox this weekend. If you don't have them yep. already, Friday at the latest, them. they were being mailed. So yeah, you should have them soon. Yep. And, uh, you know, vote the R. Both yeah, are both now we did we talked last last week uh-huh. we went through all the federal races yep and i think we did the statewide race and we again want to reiterate right in our friend and yours brad mm. clippert for washington secretary of state k-l-i-p-p-e-r-t brad if you don't know how to spell that then the public education system <laughs> is worse than we think K-L-I-P-P-E-R-T, Brad Clipper, write him in for SOS. Um, let's, let's, you want to, do you got your notes there, brother? Are you planning I, on I talking about that? I don't have my notes here, but we know that um, I gave uh, on my other show last week as well. You can go to Spokane GOP. They have their endorsed candidates all across Spokane County. You can go to the Benton County Republican Party, and they've endorsed for the 8th, the 15th, and the... Uh, anyway, the district's over there. So they have all their Eastern and Central Washington endorsements. That's a great place to go. And of course, uh, the ivoterguide.org um, has a, has vetted and uh, those that answer your questions, the conservative candidates in every race statewide. So there Citizens are resources. Alliance for Property Rights also has their endorsements yep. out. Caper, C-A-P-R.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Family Policy Institute of Washington has their endorsements. I'm proud to be endorsed by them, brother. Nice. I didn't know they did it again this year, but good. Typically, and then, of course, We Believe We Vote typically has endorsements this time of year. And I didn't see if if Pastor Joe's got picks again this year, but he probably does. Uh, Pastor's Picks. Uh, There's there's a fake Pastor's Picks site, but be careful about that, too. But um, so yeah. there are really common good, sense people, yeah, common sense, common sense people that uh, um, the conservative, the Republican, um, they know who they are. We know who they are. We got to get them elected. It is it is past time. But now is the time. I mean, literally, um, you can vote now. We have what, Doug, oh, 10 days, uh, 12, so, uh, it'll yeah, be 14 days. days from Tuesday. So, yeah, Ten. we've got about uh, 16 days, 17 days left in this election cycle. That is not much, nope. but it's also an eternity. And not only do we want you to vote, but now is a good time to go wave signs. Yes. To knock on doors, to make phone calls, and even to give money. It's not too late to give money. Uh, candidates can use it, they can buy radio time, TV time, uh, digital ads. Um, you know, heaven forbid they would want to do a mailer. I don't know why anybody would want to do a mailer. I, I don't know about so Doug, you, brother, but I get this stack yeah, I, of I, of political things in my mailbox. They go right in the blue bin. You know, it makes my recycling guy super happy this time of year because he gets all the stuff that I didn't read. Yep. Two years ago, the last election that I that I actually ran in, in my home mailbox, you're right, after just about everybody I knew had already voted the last couple of days of the election, I got like eight mail pieces. I'm like, are you kidding me? 
you know, no one's going to read this and go right in the garbage. <laughs> That's a lot of money, man. <laughs> you, you know, know and, you know why they do, you know why they do that, right? They make money on it. That's why. Yeah, the consultants get a piece of the action, so they want to make sure they spend all their money, so they spend it on the stuff that pays them. Yes. Instead of on making good decisions, and I think consultants, we got to have Glenn Morgan on and talk. He just did a video. Uh, a couple of months ago, right after the primary about just the blood sucking, you know, parasitical uh, consultant class. Now I've met some really amazing consultants. The consultant uh -huh. that I work with, the Joe Kent campaign guy named Matt, he's out of DC works super hard, is very frugal with the candidates money. And he is, is really invested in getting his candidate elected. And, you know, and wow. look at that, look at the result, right? right. Be, uh, right. You know, there was several Republicans, good ones, Vicki Kraft, Heidi St. John, yep. uh, Joe Kent, Jamie uh, Herrera Butler, all, you know, four great name Republicans. Right. And he was able to prevail. It was close brother, but a win is a win. What do they say in fast and furious? Doesn't matter if you went by an inch or a mile winnings, winning winnings, winning. That's right. And these races are razor thin. That was in a congressional district where you're talking, you know, close to a you know million people mm -hmm. uh, winning by a thousand votes or less. That's a razor thin thing. That would be if you were a a uh, like a legislative district candidate, that would be winning by 90 votes. Right. And yes. now I remember a guy that ran for state Senate a couple of years ago over here in the 26th district. He lost by 101 votes. Right. So that would be yep. the same margin. Right. Yep. Remember that guy? Is he still bitter over that? Have you seen him? He, he's, a, he's a little bitter still. No. <laughs> it was Especially you. since he was up 220, was 222 votes a week after the election and then still lost by 104. That's oh, they how does that happen, brother? They uh, cheat. But, you know, the thing is, is that people we let's talk about that. OK. For one second. This mm -hmm. whole election fraud thing, they cheat. We know they cheat. Mm -hmm. They know they cheat. Everybody knows they cheat. So what should we do? We should vote. Yep. We vote. We get our friends to vote, and we vote so much. I love. I love what uh, Donald Trump said. He said we hand them such a resounding defeat that no amount of cheating can overcome it. That's right. You just gotta. You just gotta win, and win big. You, you know, you need to win big anyway. Yes. How do you have a mandate if you win by one vote? That's well, not a mandate. It, that's a split. That's like lucky you're in there. You should be thankful because, you know, tomorrow you get voted out. The Democrat majority did not have a mandate, obviously, in the D.C. and the, the House and Senate. To your point, right? Exactly. Yeah. So so we are, um, you know, let's not let's not uh, let election fraud be a problem. We still want election observers. We yep. still want to demand to see what's in these black boxes. We need to get rid of these machines. We need to get rid of uh, mail-in voting. We need to get rid of drop boxes and the 2000 mule thing and all that. Right. But yep. until we do, we got to get in charge yep. because and once we get in charge, then we can start cleaning that stuff. And up. I will tell our listeners, whatever your right center left, whatever the left there is in power now does not believe you're going to turn out. And that's for the challenge we have is they don't believe it. But when you show up and you show out and get all your friends and neighbors to vote, you, we will overwhelm um, what they expect. I mean, they can't cheat if they don't know what's coming. Right. Yeah. And the, the other trick or mm -hmm. strategy, because it's not really a trick. You right. can you can bring your ballot in anytime you want. Mm -hmm. But Joe Kent, 
encourage everyone to hold their ballots till the last day or the last weekend before bringing yes. it in and then take it directly to the auditor, or the, the voting office. That What that did was it messes up their algorithm. See, if, if they're getting a lot of votes in from certain precincts that they know go a certain way, then they know how much fraud they need to do. Yep. But if yep. you all come, if it all comes in on the last day, they don't have time to get the fraud going. Okay. I got a public service announcement though. And what Doug said is 100% correct um, to turn it in on the last day to the voting, to the auditor, to the place where they're collecting ballots. Do not, I, I mean, do not put it in the mailbox. Absolutely after. not. <laughs> do not mail it. And besides that, even if the mail would get there, I tell you in Pierce County in 2018 and 2020, there were literally hundreds, hundreds of votes in each district that were mailed in after the eight o'clock timeline. They think it was going to be postmarked. It doesn't get postmarked if it's after the pickup time. There was (laughs) a lot of people that uh, reported to us this last time, Marty, that they mailed it in days before mm-hmm. and it was not counted because it was received afterwards and so the, the post remember yeah postmark, the post remember? office is being overwhelmed too mm-hmm. remember so you know think about all everybody in the whole world sending a letter on the same day that's what's happening to the post office they're not geared for that they mm-hmm. you know mail mail ain't what it used to be brother remember when mail used to be the thing it ain't what it used to be so now they've got all of this manpower issues at the post office, like they have in other places, you know, people don't want to work. They don't have enough staff. And so the mail piles up and they're like, well, those are just ballots. We won't have to deal with that right now. And they, they put it off because they want to get the bills out Mm -hmm. and all the other stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Remember uh, in 2020 um, in Issaquah, uh, some mail person dumped literally thousands of ballots in the ditch. Right. So is that, nemesis like oh these are all republican ballots i'm gonna throw them away or is that just being lazy like you said don't want to deal with them let's just dump them away uh it still takes away people's vote so yeah bring your ballot in make the effort first of all to vote to register vote to vote and bring it in and then uh, i mean if you gotta vote early you gotta vote early again right you're getting ready to go on vacation yeah whatever Get, get get the ballot in I'd definitely recommend against mailing it. I would get mm-hmm. it into a Dropbox or an office. I would take it into the, hopefully just take it into the voting office. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if possible, wait to take it in until that last weekend. So let's see, uh, that would be the weekend of November, um, like 5th, 6th. So you want to take it in November 5th, 6th, 7th. And of course, election day is the 8th. That mm-hmm. would be the best day to take it in is the 8th. But if you, you know, I can't get time off work or whatever. I'm, you know, this is the best time. I think anywhere after the 5th, November 5th, right? Because it's, it's the weekend. There's nobody, there's nobody down there in the election office is working on the weekend, brother. So that, you know, so if you go Saturday or Sunday, it's, it's not going to get, they're not going to see it till Monday or Tuesday. Right. Right. And of course they're always uh, counting the ones that were in early on election night and then uh, counting the rest of them later and so forth. So I I know I'm not I'm not running for office this year, but I'm I'm cheering you on and many of our good friends on in this this year where we have to turn out and if we do our job, um, there will be a red wave and there will be change in Washington and Washington D.C. But you told me earlier tonight, as we're talking or this morning I should say, um, that there's a job opening uh, for a conservative over in Britain. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, brother. Unbelievable. Prime Minister of Great Britain, Liz yes. Truss, has resigned. Resigned yes. today. She she made it for 44 minutes. Uh, 44 days. I'm 44 sorry. days. Okay, 45 days. I'm reading the I mean, article. Noah, it rained almost as long. <laughs> as she was- right? Well, apparently she's conservative, which is good. But, uh, you know, and I thought Boris Johnson, but apparently I've not been paying attention, right? The article says it's the third resignation by a conservative prime minister in the last three years. So she made it 45 days. So the other two must last the a little lowest, bit longer. The lowest, the shortest that anyone's <laughs> ever been prime minister of England. That's wow. a record. And, um, and you know who, who the most popular replacement for her is? Who's that? Boris Johnson. Oh, uh, see? And he just resigned in disgrace. <laughs> like, well, he's got to be better than that. And, you well, know, and she had good ideas in the sense of you cut taxes and, you know, it was it was the right economic ideas, but executed really poorly. See, really poorly. The, thing with, the thing with managing a nation of millions of people, so what are there, like 90 million, 100 million Britons, right? It's a lot. Right. And- uh, you know, it's like a third the size of our population of 340 million or whatever. Right. So when you have that many people, you cannot treat your your ship of state like a speedboat. You don't just like whip it to the right and accelerate. And the people on the back are like, woohoo. It's <laughs> it's more like an aircraft carrier. You incrementally turn it, right? Because every if you try to turn an aircraft carrier like you turn a speedboat, people are going to die. And that's exactly what happened. So, well, you know, we have good ideas. Be a bloody but we need Mary people. back in the day. Remember, the, they went from Catholicism to whatever, and then people died. Lots of people died. Yep, you're right. Yeah. So, um, thoughtful. You know, I mean, and that's that's a risk we're going to have. You know, as we take over million, the yeah. house, we, yeah. we 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 take over the house, we take over the Senate. You know, we get a majority here in Washington State, wherever. Um, we can't just rush into this massive, we're going to fix everything that actually did happen back in 1994. Yes, and it did. They yep. lost the majority two years later. So, you know, let's, uh, let's not do a Liz trust brother. Let's, no, uh, let's no, think no. it through and make sure, you know, do the well, incremental change. Like let's fix the schools. Let's, let's do the pick- most important thing. Let's secure the border, right? Let's <laughs> yeah, just stop right, the drug trafficking. Yep. Get a so, win. Another part of the article I just want to touch on and ask you a question, brother. This is one of those things where it says, um, of many years and leaves a divided party seeking a leader who can unify unify its warring faction. This is a conservative party in Britain, right? And don't you see that? I heard it even today in Arizona, in, in Nevada, in Washington, where you have Republicans in the general, you know, uh, backstabbing or tearing down other Republicans. Stop doing that. Stop talking. Stop doing it. I mean, Liz Cheney. Stop doing that. Right. (laughs) You know, it's not about rhinos. They're not real Republicans. Yes. Republicans in name only rhino. Yes. You got uh, Liz Cheney came out and said publicly, she's not from Arizona. She would do anything she can to make sure that Carrie Lake doesn't get elected. She said it in front of a bunch of Texans who cheered who, and then they asked her the question, would that mean that you would campaign for Democrats? And Liz Cheney said, that is exactly what it means. So is she a Republican or a Democrat? She's She's a a freaking Democrat. Yep. A hundred percent. 
It's one of those things is we just got to stop doing this. You know, we, when we ask our fellow Christians, our fellow conservatives, Republicans to turn out, uh, we need to have a strong, like you said, though, a smart, strategic, unified uh, set of uh, agenda, goals, right? A plan, a plan for America, right? It's a contract with America. It's got to be one where people can believe in it, and then it's actually executed in a way that, that makes sense, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And and get good people around you. You know, so one of the things that I, I I really appreciate about business people when they get in office, like Donald Trump, for example, mm-hmm. is that the business person recognizes their inability to run a large organization without good people. And so obviously there was a lot of people that weren't good in the Trump administration. Uh Bill Barr. Mm-hmm. For example, or some of you know, uh, who was his predecessor? The, uh, Ses- um, um, the, the guy from uh, Alabama. Yeah, the uh, senator Sessions, Jeff Sessions. Yes. Yeah, recuses himself. They they make all these, you know. So you want to be nice and reward people, but really, you know, what should you? Who should you be appointing attorney general? Is something that that requires some thought, some foresight, and and really, um, uh, getting you know, who are the real deal. Yes. I think that's one of the things that really is required is, you know, do you have, can you prayerfully consider who your top advisors are? For example, in the, in the Bible, in uh, Isaiah, I think it's chapter 11, but it, it talks about, you know, this branch, this root out of the root of Jesse, this branch guy, mm-hmm. it says that the spirit is going to be on him, the spirit of wisdom and counsel, mm-hmm. right? Counsel. And so your counselors, you know, by many counselors, you wage your warfare is what the Bible says. So we've got to get the right people. And, you know, it could be great. I want to cut taxes. But do you have any economists? Do you have people on the team that can say, hey, yeah, mm-hmm. we should cut taxes. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to cut these taxes first because that will really stimulate business growth. Or we're going to do this because that'll help families right now or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you work on uh, doing the right things in the right order and in the right way. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can't just run willy nilly. It's like, I'm the boss now, you know, or whatever. Um, and then you act goofy and then, you know, and maybe, you know, maybe we've, maybe we've got goofy people just so that we can look bad. Right. You got to remember right. there's that kind of right. stuff. They, what do they call that? Trolling or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, be aware of the trolls. Uh, yep. I love the analogy though. The thing about this, Moses, right, was overwhelmed with everybody, uh, the, all the Israelites coming to him with the answers. Seek God for me. Seek God. And then his uncle came and said, hey, you know, why don't you get some people that are wise, that are, that are following the Lord, that are that are good at this and put them in, in order, the advisors, but also to help you do your job. You know, and then all throughout scripture, where did God use people? He put people like Esther as the queen to be close to the king to to save a nation right with mordecai he put uh daniel and and become an advisor because they were wise you know rakshak and many as well right the idea here joseph and to to rule all of egypt to save israel right it's just amazing to me right there but it's because these wise counselors were there to lead the king at the time and you know, that's just, that's good. And God's calling us to be either wise counselors or surround ourselves with people that can guide us, that, that seek the Lord and walk with him, right? Yeah, and I think we really need to elect Christians that mm. are not just, you know, crinos, 
you know, mm-hmm. as well. Christians in name only as well. Do mm-hmm. they, do they know the Lord? Have you got a relationship? Are they praying? Are they reading their Bible? I miss, it might be tough, but you know, we need to find that out. I mean, is this the real deal? And there's that, that gift, you know, you look at the nine gifts of the spirit, right? You got uh, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues, gifts of healing, working of miracles, the gifts of faith. But this one is kind of underutilized and it's the gift of discerning of mm. spirits. And so That's there right. is a spiritual gift. It's one of those gifts that you know, like, I know that your wife has that gift because my mm-hmm. wife has it too. And they, they, it's like, they can tell, they can smell a rat, right? If something's yep. not right, they're like, there's something wrong. And some people, well, they're just suspicious or they're just, no, no. I've been married a long time. And I've figured out when I didn't listen to that, that I got, taken or I got the knife right. in the back or whatever right. it was and they were right the whole time and so when you've you've got people around you understand they have that gift right and you've got prophetic people that can tell you you know this is the the vision prophetic see prophetic people they cast a vision they're like they mm-hmm. see the future as it as God wants to see it as it mm-hmm. should be right and then you can have word of wisdom is, you know, what the, what is wisdom? According to the Bible, wisdom is knowing what's right and doing it. Right. right? It's not just knowing what's right, but actually executing it. Word of knowledge. Like how do I, how does this branch of government work or how does this school thing work or what are the laws? You know, do we ever take the time to go read the code, read the laws, Mm -hmm. you know? So we got to have that. We've got to so, have, we got to have people that speak other languages. Like yep. I don't, I don't speak tech, right? You don't, right. Speak tech. we need somebody that can do the gift of interpretation. And right? Amen. Amen. So I got to tell you real quick, like, and you brought this up and I, I have to laugh because just yesterday, my daughter wanted to go do something with her friend. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I didn't want her to, it was late and you know, it was a long way to drive and so forth. And uh, we got a hold of her mom, my, my wife and uh, my wife she said, no, um, she didn't say no. Like you can't go. She goes, no, you shouldn't go. Um, you should stay home. And uh, my daughter was like super like, ah, she goes, I know, I know. And when I go against what mom uh, senses or sees or hears, right, from the Lord, from the Holy Spirit, um, it doesn't go well for me. And so she was like struggling with the fact that she wanted to go, but she knows that every time in the past where mom said don't and she did, it was terrible. So she finally went, all right, I'm not going. And it was great for her. And she had fun the next day. It was like perfect. Uh, But it was funny to see her realize that, nope. I've made this mistake too many times. I'm going to trust that mom is hearing and it, she knows what's best. You know, uh, <laughs> it reminds me of a saying. They used to say experience is the best teacher, but I think experience is a terrible teacher because first you take the le- te- test and then you get the lesson. Right, you know, right. Why can't we get the lesson up front and not have bad experiences by trusting our mother? Yes. Trusting somebody who's been there and done that. Yeah. So uh, did you hear uh, Elon Musk? Yes. Is, uh, he is. Who is I, that guy? Is that, that he's the guy that familiar. invented the Tesla. <laughs> you probably heard of the Tesla car. Yes. Yes. Um, by the way, uh, the Ford Lightning came out. The electric uh, Ford F-150 uh, Lightning uh-huh. came out. Yeah. Uh, it sucks. 
Really? Oh, it's bummer. Great. It's great if you want to drive around town, but don't try to haul any rocks in it or pull a trailer. <laughs> the battery goes dead in a block. It's like they haven't figured out the towing capacity yet, which is my my son says that's probably why the, the Tesla truck hasn't come out yet. This is they, since they throw a motorcycle in the back of things, you know, goes two blocks and dies. So uh, Elon Musk, in addition to inventing the Tesla, yes. um, is buying Twitter. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, um, I heard that. Yeah. He's, Rumor has saying, it. he's saying that um, he might lay off as much as 75% of the people he's overpaying. They're overpaying for what they're getting. And uh, I just love uh, this, this quote in here. It says, although obviously myself and the other investors are uh, overpaying for it right now, the long-term potential for Twitter, in my view, is an order of magnitude greater than its current value. See, he the, the thing about Elon Musk, he's that dreamer like we were talking yes. about earlier. He sees the potential of Twitter. Here's, Twitter's great. Twitter has all this stuff. No, it's 80% robots yep. liking and sharing and all this to, to give you the illusion that you're creating a movement and that's all uh, operated by algorithm, by the way. Uh-huh. And Google's been doing it and Facebook's been doing it. Oh, it's right. trending. Oh, this is, you know, because that's right. what they want. TikTok oh, look or at whatever. All the views, yeah. Right. Right. So um, he's, he's saying he, he looks at this, this platform called Twitter, which I pretty much don't use. And he's saying it's in an order of magnitude better I just love that. To me, that's like, it's inspiring, right? I mean, yeah. how much you want him to look at? What, well, do, do you think that God maybe looks at your life and says, your value is an or, is an order of magnitude higher greater. than you think it is, yeah. right? You What yeah. could you do? What is your potential? I love that. I love that about Elon Musk. That is cool. The, the fact that he is so like, his brain must be just amazing because he's thinking like, okay, how do you run, you know, SpaceX, you know, the satellite company, whatever, whatever that is, you know, Tesla buy Twitter and still has just fun time to poke um, at people, but make fun of people and react in a way. Cause he's got uh, a life and he's got a team. Yeah, exactly. He right. He doesn't invent rockets. People invent rockets and he pays them. Yes. But he goes, Hey, let's go do this. Let's bring people into space. Let's make money on this. And then does it right. Let's make the, the, the electric cars. Let's do this. And I know that before he did PayPal and other stuff, right. And he, he did these companies to get rich, but he's a guy that, that, like you said, is a dreamer said, all right, here's a platform that is huge, but it could be so much more. It could be a free speech platform for everybody, you know, and that would just be huge, right? A way to communicate that's outside the sources we have now. We know uh, all across it's sort of the mainstream media, whatever you call it, the corporation media. It's all about what agenda do you want driven? And around election season, we see exactly when the masks are off. Everything. Here's these people are bad. Vote for these people. Because these people were in bed with, and we get money from. Uh, they don't say that, but it's the the gist is. So we're in election season. So the couple things here, um, Doug had a strategy, and I think it's very good to hold on to your ballot, to turn it in at the auditor's office or at a Dropbox uh, late in the cycle. Um, the downside of that, just be aware is if you haven't voted yet and you are a registered voter, 
they will keep calling you and texting you and robocalling you until your ballot is turned in. So uh, don't listen to your phone. <laughs> turn off your TV if you have to, but get your ballot in um, when it's appropriate. Um, definitely vote. Don't avoid voting, but that is one way of getting them to stop calling you is when you vote. Um, something, just a little tip there, brother. <laughs> Suck it up. Turn your ballot in late. There you I, go. Uh, yeah, it's uh, things are are going to change if we dream enough, if we are willing to work. That's a, the beautiful thing about America and America, you know, the free enterprise and the, all the stuff that we have. And, you know, we kind of led with this today or you did this mm -hmm. this idea that, you know, you're free mm -hmm. indeed. Now, when, when, when Paul was traveling around the Roman empire, he was a little better than a, sl a slave. I mean, mm -hmm. the Romans were brutal oppressors of everybody. They want to talk about oppressors. They should be in Italy and <laughs> talking to those mm -hmm. guys. Right. But, um, they didn't just enslave black people. They enslave, you know, nations. Mm -hmm. And yet he was saying for Liberty, Christ has made you free. He could stand before kings and declare things. And they said, they they say in Acts all the time, they, they were so surprised with their boldness they, that they spoke boldly. They were surprised with Jesus. He spoke mm -hmm. boldly. He just said what needed to be said. And yes. why don't, you know, and I believe that we're supposed to have that nature, right? Mm -hmm. Are we made in the image of God? And is Jesus God's own son? Then why don't we try to be like that? Why don't we just say what needs to be said? You know, not in a, in a, it was never, Jesus never did anything that wasn't loving. God right. is love. Right. And it's not loving to let people go to hell. It's not loving to let your children play in the freeway. And I love, uh, I forget which guest we had, but they said, would you think I was loving if I had a family member that was hooked on drugs and I gave him a tent, clean needles and a safe place to shoot up? That's not loving. No, it's not. If that's your family member, you get them off of drugs. <laughs> you don't facilitate destructive choice lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's wow. Yeah. Uh, we see that in policies though. When we started with the fires as well, and think about this, right? It, when the outcome what the actions were taken and the outcome are related to those actions is what we should be judged on. And when you look at the left, it's all about feel good talking points and, uh, or, or negative attacks on other people, but it's not about doing anything that actually makes sense. That actually solves the problem. It actually creates the problem and makes it worse. So there's more need for more of their so-called solutions. So, um, we have a chance to change that right now, this uh, this weekend, brother. So going forward, uh, elections matter. Obviously, the TV uh, TV ads are crazy, and people like my brother here are making money, um, which is good. Uh, we're we're all about making money. It's good, right? Yeah, but I hate the Astros. 
I'm oh. moving on. <laughs> well, you know what? You know, uh, my wife become a huge Astros fan. Ah, oh, shut up. And the fact that they've beaten the Yankees, that's a good thing, brother. That's oh, a good but thing. Beating the Mariners was not good, brother. No, no. Mariners that played was, them tough. That was uh, tough. That was eight, was that 18 innings? Yeah. And yep, then lose by innings. one. Zero to one. One zero. That was painful, three brother. very, very close. Games. You're supposed to love your enemies, but I'm having a hard time forgiving the Astros for that one. Brother. Well, remember the last time the Mariners were in the playoffs, I'll just say this. The Mariners are a baseball team in Seattle. If you didn't know, um, uh, 21 <laughs> years, you live in Washington and not know 21 years ago, they went to the playoffs the last time and they lost to the New York Yankees. So this time they lost to the Houston Astros who are kicking the New York Yankees butt. So it's kind of, in some ways, better for me. I'm just saying. A little poetic justice <laughs> for you anyway, brother. I just think it's funny. It is uh, funny. I really, yeah. I, you know, either way, I'm happy. I, I just I just love baseball. I know you do too, brother. So yes, I do. I just want baseball to continue, but it'd be nice. It just... It was so exciting to see the Mariners actually do something after 21 years of, you know, finger crossing and enduring, you know, icy cold days. At- I, I did not get into them. I didn't realize they were good this year until late until before they made the playoffs as well. But they are exciting. A very young team. Very young good. And good. Yeah. So they have a good future. I think next year is going to look very good for them. So that's so awesome. So do you think, brother, maybe this will help? I'm just saying. This is just an impossible opinion. I'm not a coach. I'm not a don't claim to be. I'm a baseball fan. Yes. Certainly love October. It is the best month for baseball. Yes. Um, do you think the Mariners would be better if we required them to get a vaccination before they go into first grade? <laughs> I'm just because the CDC wearing masks on a Zoom call earlier this week, decided to put the COVID-19, the experimental COVID-19 vaccine on the list of required vaccinations for kids in yep. school who are not at risk. And so they'll have does measles. the COVID-19 yep. vaccine keep you from getting COVID? No. Does it keep you from transmitting COVID to another? No. Then what the heck good is it? Well, it makes people it's, money for sure. Yes, so, but it actually can damage you. Right. You know, there are people that are having uh, pulmonary cardio problems. I On last backwards. week's show, we talked about the Surgeon General in Florida was, ta- was talking about a man. Got banned from Elon's yeah. Twitter. Yeah. It wasn't it's young, not Elon's Twitter yet. Yeah, yeah. But young men were dropping dead or having heart problems because of the COVID vaccine. So, yes, yeah, it was a warning, a public service announcement. Be careful. Don't take it. So what the CDC is doing, the guidance, right? It's, it's sort of like the superintendent of public construction. Oh, it's just guidance. They don't have to adopt it. That is total bunk. Um, most schools say whatever the CDC recommends is, is what we mandate. So we have schools across this nation that will force basically kids before they go to school to have not only measles, mumps, and rubella, but now COVID. Uh, the vaccine that doesn't make any sense because once again the strains change so how does this make any sense it doesn't it's about money and power and control and then we have the issues it's of about the just- politicization yeah. of our department so the yes. cdc centers for disease control, control. Yep. is being politicized based on political contributions from pfizer j and j and all these other companies yep 
Yep. Uh, it's, it's shocking, but it shouldn't be that these are, you mentioned earlier about the cabinet, right? Uh, and Biden's cabinet is terrible. How Trump came in, he had a cabinet and he replaced several in a while. And they gave him a bad time for like firing people. No, that's a good thing. You got to get people in place because, because whatever happened, I don't know how long it's been, uh, brother, but for at least the last several presidents, the cabinet has played a lot of major roles. It's like the extension of the executive where they run all of these major federal agencies uh, outside of uh, congressional like oversight. In, in a sense, there's, there's hearings and whatever. Sometimes that's got to change too much power has been given to the executive through these, the through these handpicked people, right? The, the borders are right. The uh, uh, what it be the secretary of state and so forth. Right. Uh, but the, 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 what we're, like we had a friend, Don Benton was working for Trump, right? It was like the selective service. There are things like that place where, okay, it doesn't mean a lot unless we go to war, but the cabinet positions have taken on a whole new role of authority. And then you have people like Pete Buttigieg who blew it. That's why we have some shortages and some problems getting things in, imported from other nations. We've got people that are really either incompetent or intentionally bad to harm our nation. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's the, at the rate we're going and at the, the um, uh, just that the intensity of the decline mm -hmm. at this point, I mean, it, it's just, it can't be accidental. It's just, I God didn't make the people that stupid. Right. And so there's this intentionality, you know, as we're moving close to Halloween brother, there's a, you know, a lot of concern now about fentanyl in mm -hmm. candy. Did you know about that, brother? I heard that the other day. Uh, that's scary. Uh, fentanyl's in a lot of things. And of course, well, they're, they're saying rampant. you should not allow your children to trick or treat people you don't know. You know, if you know your neighbors or whatever. Right. That type of thing. And then there was a, a big news story this last week about a mom who was charged with murder because her four year old son got into her bag and ate a large amount of THC gummies. So marijuana candy, right? It, right. This stuff is extremely dangerous for our children. Yeah. And um, so just, uh, you know, Hey, parents, grandparents be like super careful this year. Like go, you know, you go to the store and buy kids a bunch of candy, go trick or treat me and just fill their bag up in one house. Okay. Now let's eat candy. You know, right. Whatever. Right. It's like, it's getting weird out there, bro. Well, yeah, I don't want to go too deep into the Christians and, and Halloween and that kind of stuff because there's all kinds of uh, proof of, you know, well, there's Trump demonic and whatever. Yeah, Trump there's, retreat. There's, uh, you know, a yeah. party, you know, a party in the church basement and stuff like that, right? It's It doesn't have to be about witches and demonic. Stuff. But I've seen a lot of specials lately about, um, you know, human trafficking, right? Sex trafficking, whatever, using fentanyl. So, like, they'll put, like, these uh, rag laced with fentanyl in the door handle and some unsuspecting person will walk up and grab the door handle to remove the, the, the rag and they'll pass out because there's so much laced fentanyl there. People got to be careful. You know, there's, there's all kinds of things now where keep your head on a swivel, go with a friend, don't go anywhere alone, especially in cities where we're in Seattle or, you know, major metropolitan areas. It's, it's uh, don't be scared either, but be vigilant, be wise. Don't you think? Yeah. And don't buy an electric pickup. Um, <laughs> yeah. Poor just Ford. saying, brother. Yeah. Well, going to keep the Eventually Elon first. will figure, Elon will yeah. figure it out. 
Yeah. Let's wait for Elon to come out with it and then we'll copy that because that's what the Chinese would want us to do. Um, yeah. So we want to, um, you know, I think that I would like to end today kind of like we started in that, you yes. know, the Lord is, is alive and he's real and we need to enjoy him and look around. Remember we talked, we just look up. You're right. getting outside. You're, you know, you're, you know, look at, see, see the Lord and his handiwork in your kids, in your, mm. in your, in your spouse, in your friends. Be, don't lose your wonder of God and don't forget that he loves us and that he has mighty angels and mighty power and he can protect us. And so we don't want to get all weird about being afraid. See, that's what they've done. The, mm-hmm. the, the biggest terrorist organization in the world today is the media, brother. It's the news because they are they if it bleeds, it leads. And then you've got politicians who know that if you're scared, you'll give them more power. And mm-hmm. so we want to, like, put our trust in the Lord. Tr- put your, you know, put your hope and your confidence in him. Spend time with him. It's not just knowing about the Lord. It's actually knowing him. Like, hey, Lord, it's me. Show me stuff. Teach me things. How am I supposed to go through my day to day? I'm a real estate guy, and now we have a record number of deals falling through. I need some help, Lord. Everybody else's deals will fall through, and yours will, yours won't, right? Because God is with us, and He'll bless us. So and don't make forget. A way. To, That's yeah, right. Yeah. It didn't get linked up with Jesus. Get linked up with Him. Talk to Him. He'll talk to you. Well, that's another. Saturday. <laughs> we got to kind of preachy this week. A little don't preachy. You can go to DougAndMarty.com. And uh, listen to last episode. Uh, you could even tell your smart speaker, hey, Alexa, play Doug and Marty versus the world. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. This is Doug and Marty versus the world. We'll talk to you next week. Vote. Get out there and vote. Vote.